Hey, what's up, guys? Um, this is the Comic Vine Podcast. I'm Sarah. This is the week of March 4th, 2011, and I'm here with Tony Guerrero, the editor of Comic Vine. Hey, everyone. <laughs> hey, clearly I'm in my... Sick mode. Yeah, best shape of my life. Sorry, guys, about my voice. Um, but at least you're here, unlike a certain other person. He is also sick, so Norm's not here today. Yeah, he didn't want to get us sick. Yeah. He thought he was contagious. I, however, wanted to get yeah, everyone sick. sick. Yeah. And I, maybe we should note that that um, Will Smith from Tesla.com, who sits across from you, mm-hmm. even took the route, even went so far as to wear a face mask all day. Yes, he did. And so we'll see. He's like, very dramatic, isn't he? Just playing it safe. Right. Of course he is. All right. So let's talk about some comics this week. I know you have Axe Cop on the yeah, top of the stack. There weren't a lot of comics this yeah. week, it, it felt like. And it didn't feel I, that I way. I know there's a couple things not here, but we'll see what we have. So Axe Cop. From Dark Horse. From Dark Horse. So this is, or was, is an, an online thing. And then Dark Horse, I think they put out like a one-shot before. Now this is a three-issue miniseries. It's written by a six-year-old. When it first started, the kid was five. I think he's actually turning seven this, mm-hmm. this Sunday. And so it's written by a six-year-old, but it's drawn by his 30-year-old brother. So quite a I'm shocked. I'm shocked that this is written by a six-year-old. There was some heavy editing here, though. Uh, it, it, and one of the videos, uh, it, I, I looked up on YouTube, and it's like Axe Cop Videos is, is a channel name. They only have like nine videos. Mm-hmm. They have like three episodes that are kind of like voiced out. And there, there's one video where it's like the two of them talking. So the the old the brother, he's like, so what what do Axe Cop and Dinosaur Soldier do now? They go to a fruit stand. He's eating an avocado. So mm-hmm. it's kind of like, you know, there there might be some guiding or whatever, but, you know, it's clearly the kid. Mm-hmm. I mean, just, just the way the story takes place. Yeah. I, mean, I, it's, I, it's the, the events are definitely, I mean, I don't think anyone but a kid could have written those particular yeah. things that they go through it's it's crazy but like, it was hilarious yeah it's very good uh would you recommend this to to people uh yeah i gave it a five out of five it's really good it, it's just it was hilarious it's it's so ridiculous it's it's just it's, it's it was good it's silly but it's also really well written and i feel like it's really well organized which is mm-hmm. why when it's when you say that it's written by a six-year-old yes i'm sure that the six-year-old wrote a lot of the different situations but the well, dialogue doesn't feel like it was written by yeah. a six-year-old. It says, I mean, in the credits, it says story by. Mm-hmm. So he comes up with a story. And, mm-hmm. you know, we, we see that in the comics on certain rare occasions where it'll be the story by and so-and-so and then scripted by right. someone else. Or, so you know, maybe he, it's the same one. So, he gives us the premise, which is good. Yeah, like like where it it turned out that Mr. Hammer and Mr. Cup were having breakfast and ex-cop had accidentally drunk Mr. Cup's brain. Yeah. That might be the six-year-old's exact words, but he may yeah. come up with the idea and then... I don't know. He's he's the future Grant Morrison, maybe. Yeah, it's 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 great stuff. You've got Heroes for Hire next. Heroes for Hire number four. So um, without trying to give too much away, but I mean, people should know by now. So we're, we're the fourth issue. Um, Misty Knight was you know she went through some hard times, and then it was revealed that you know she she's got this new Heroes for Hire, and you know she's basically sitting back and she, you know she she calls the different heroes that she needs based on their talents and where they're at, and they do the different jobs. But we found out that it, she was really being controlled by the puppet mm-hmm. master because right. she's like in a coma. And I think it was like in the, in the second issue where his paladin kind of was getting aware of like, hey, because he like went to where she was supposed to be and mm-hmm. there was like just layers of dust. And and yeah, so some, some, so, so so there's we, some big stuff happening So we here. realize that a lot of what's going on is obviously not really happening. So she's made to believe a lot of this stuff. It does, and that does become clear in this issue. Mm-hmm. This is really good. Yeah. I really like the story. Yeah, the first issue, I, I was like, eh, you know, I, I thought it was, it was a little too, not necessarily formulaic, but, but yeah, there's this one wasn't heavy on the action, but we're we're getting in more into like what's going on with her, yeah. and puppet master. And... I think this has been my favorite issue of Heroes for Hire so far, and it's just it's just really really well done, and um, I don't I don't know, I think it. I think Misty's a really interesting character, and and she's going through a lot right now. Yeah, and then cliffhanger so, at the end. So even though there's not a lot of action, I think that that there's enough like uh, background stuff going on, and and there's a lot of underlying issues that are being uncovered that makes this and really a really interesting story. Mm-hmm. 
Gotham. Batman or, Streets B- of Gotham. Batman Streets of Gotham, number yeah. 20. So I think 21 is the last issue. Mm-hmm. Next issue is the last one. This so, is canceled, right? Yeah. A bunch of books are getting canceled. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think DC is finally like, we're, you know, we got we to gotta trim. You know, not, not necessarily that this is... Cut the fat. Not selling. I didn't want to say that. <laughs> but not necessarily that this... I mean, I'm assuming part of it was sales, but... Which, I, is, I, I which is surprising I, because Paul, Paul Dini and Dustin, and Dustin Wynn, Wynn, who's also doing Batgirl, so mm-hmm. maybe he's probably like, okay. I wonder if it's because Paul Dini can't really do this anymore. Maybe because like he's, he's got his playful. Yeah, he's working on the Spider-Man show, mm-hmm. and I don't even know what else he's he's doing. I I I, th- I think with Batman returning, with Bruce Wayne returning, this kind of lost. It's like where does this book fit in? Because mm-hmm. you know we have Dick in Detective Comics, we have. Dick and Damien and Batman and Robin. We have just Bruce Mm -hmm. and Batman and in Dark Knight, which we've only seen one issue. Right. And then Bruce and and Gotham. I don't know what's going on with me today. And Batman Inc. Mm -hmm. So I I think with this one, it's like, where does this Well, we haven't seen Batman Inc. really either. This this one's dealing a lot with what's going on with... uh, It's tying up the loose ends because we had Hush taking over this book for a while and he was posing as Bruce Wayne while Bruce was missing. And um, it's something that had been set up by Dick Grayson and Alfred. So now I think they're kind of dealing with the repercussions of that and dealing with Hush. You know, he still looks exactly like Bruce Wayne and he knows uh, Batman's true identity. So we've, we've got that situation that's being sorted. But you've also got, you know, a lot of the stuff that happened between Batman and Catwoman before Bruce even went away mm-hmm. that's sort of being resolved and kind of flushed out in this series. And and there was a really great scene that I absolutely loved in Streets of Gotham. So I'm kind of sad to see this book go because I I think it's it it's definitely a Paul Dini book and it definitely speaks to um, old like Paul Dini Batman stories, mm-hmm. you know. So I, I'll be I'll be sad. It's just weird that you know they're, they're doing all this Catwoman Bruce stuff in a mm-hmm. book that's about to get canceled mm-hmm. i mean there's some some kind of big things that happen here so it's, it's just it's unfortunate and i i kind of i i think i mean streets of gotham they, they should kind of bring in some secondary characters i kind of want to say yeah but i think that could be the problem because you know they had like huntress in here before they had you know renee montoya but then they also had like ragman and and mm-hmm. man hunter so i i like the idea where it could be a book for like not not Batman and Robins, right? Like, you know, other Bat members, mm-hmm. but uh, maybe that's just wouldn't work. Yeah, I love the cover though. It's a really really cool cover. Yeah. Syringe is pretty neat. All right, <laughs> what? If you take that on, syringes are kind of neat. <laughs> well, no, I mean it's just there's it's neat because there's a lot of detail. You know, I think mm-hmm. Dustin put a lot of detail in the syringe, and then yeah, his kind of spooky. His art is is always it's not really so detailed. It's kind of, he uses watercolor and it's, it's just pretty. You have to see it. I think it's cool. All right. That's syringes. Syringes are not neat. <laughs> Unless you're in the hospital and yeah, it's going to save your life. Uh, Brightest yeah. day, number 21. Um, so there's a lot of focus on Manhunter, Martian Manhunter. Now, uh, I reviewed this this week. Oh, yeah? Yeah. And what'd you give it? I gave it a three. Oh, yeah? Okay. I think I was being nice. Um, I just didn't, you know, like, all right, here's what, here's what's been consistent about Brightest Day lately. You've got all of these, everything that's happening to the characters that return for Brightest Day, mm-hmm. it's like the same thing's happening to all of them, right? Mm-hmm. So they accomplish whatever mission they came back to accomplish, and then they disappear mm-hmm. or die or whatever. Nice, so, yeah. you know, the guy on the cover, he deals with some of that in this issue. And I felt like, you know, I really like Martian Manhunter as a character. So I was really excited to see him come back. But this DK, like, I've never gotten into her. I just can't. I couldn't buy her. And I just wasn't interested. Like, I really, really, really wanted to like this book. And I just couldn't like it. There's, It's just, it's so unbelievable to me. Like, if she's this powerful Martian, there's a scene where she, she says, you know, I'm carrying your child. And he doesn't even... He doesn't believe her for a second. And I think that there was no, there was, I think the biggest problem with this book was that there was no climax in the story. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? It's just sort of like, it remained this consistent, like monotone sort of book. And then that was it. The biggest revelation was in the end when he had to choose between, I don't want to give it away. 
What did you yeah. think? I thought it was all right. Um, yeah, it, I, I thought it was just, it was, it was okay. I, maybe I liked it a little more than you did, but I didn't love it. Definitely. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's there's been better issues of, of Brightest Day. Um, but it, it's it's like now everyone else is finding out that, you know, something is going on because, you know, they're, they're hearing Dead Man's coming with his ring and he's, you know, he's saying he's fighting it and they're getting zapped away. So, mm-hmm. you know, Hawk, he's like, I'm going to watch out for him. I'm mm-hmm. going to take care mm-hmm. of him. So it'll be interesting to see. I mean, because we're, we're getting close to the end. So I just wonder what's going to be after this. Because I... You know, the, the characters that have disappeared, obviously, they're not gone. You know, you don't think they're gone forever? I don't think they're gone. I mean, we're, we're going to see Hawkman and Hawkwoman again. We're going to see Aquaman again. We're going to see anyone else that might have maybe disappeared in this issue. You know what I think is going to happen? Since, so, who, wait, who are, the, who are the founders of the Justice League? So, Wonder Woman, Batman, Superman. Flash. Flash. Martian Manhunter. Uh-huh. Aquaman. Yeah. I think... So these these guys have been put into like the forefront of DC Comics. I think they've been given a lot of attention lately. Flash is his own book, mm-hmm. right? The original Flash is yeah, back. Very own. Yeah. You've got um, Martian Manhunter. You don't think he's going to be gone forever? Nah. Aquaman I mean, is going to come back because like with with Martian Manhunter because they just killed him mm-hmm. and then they brought him back and I I can't see that it's like okay we we're going to bring him back for just two years mm-hmm. if, you know not even and then get rid of him. Mm-hmm. Same thing with like Aquaman. So I, I I there's there's something going on. We just we don't know. I wonder what's gonna happen. Yeah, but I I just wonder where because we haven't heard of anything because we have Flashpoint coming out, which isn't tied to this. That's more like fl- with the Flash and it's gonna give us weird realities or something. And we have War of the Green Lanterns coming up, but they're you know which is kind of tied to not really to Brightest Day. So I don't know what's 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 after Brightest Day. Yeah. It's gonna be weird. Um, speaking of Green Lantern, so Green Lantern sixty three came out today, mm-hmm. or not today, this week, and it's just it's more more crazy stuff. Um, I didn't get to read it. Was it good? Yeah, I, I I I've been loving the Green Lantern series. I mean, I, I look back. So like Jeff John's been writing. So it's on issue sixty three. He's written every single issue, and it's always been good. I've always been a huge Green Lantern fan, but just lately, it's just each issue is just like so epic. You got these big space just craziness and mm-hmm. and even all the different lanterns i wasn't crazy about all the different colors in the beginning but i'm really digging what's going on and we got crona and then there's like a flashback to things like a billion years ago and there's this this image on page two which i can't reveal and it was just it was just crazy and and we got the war the green lanterns coming up you know they're the guardians are are questioning how jordan or saying you know they're, they're questioning all the emotion that that's a problem. So there's hmm. some crazy stuff. Sounds on. like it. And and just the, the art's always always good. You know, they, they have a couple different artists and it's like this issue, there wasn't a lot, a lot of action, but it's just there, there's just like so much like emotion in the characters' faces, which makes sense because there's so much emotion with the different entities and all that involved. So yeah. it's just it's and it's a great time to be reading Green Lantern. Do you think that's a big selling point for you as a reader? Do you do you feel like um, having a lot of action, having like an action-packed issue, is that important to you? It, it depends. Um, but, you know, you, you can't have action all the time. You, know, you need some substance. So it's it's nice where there was a lot of talking in this issue. You know, there was some action, but you know, because with the talking, that's usually where you get a lot of the, the information, all the you know all the yeah stuff that's going on. So I, I think it depends. Like you know, Bendis, he's he's good at doing the talking scenes. Mm-hmm. But it's like you know, there, there's you have to do it just to write them out. Yeah, you, know, you and need. And you the feel action. like Jeff's been doing that. Yeah, it's it's yeah. it's it's been good. Batman Beyond, <laughs> written by Adam Beechin, who 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 frequently um, comments on our, our boards. Yeah, he does. Yeah, because like like um, in my review, you know, he he. There was like you know he's going back and forth with some people. Mm-hmm. I think that's cool. He, he's, Adam, he's a super Adam's nice cool guy. guy. I've, I've talked to him on the forum, and so my my big thing with this new Batman Beyond series. So this is issue three. I love the miniseries, the sixth issue, and I know you liked it too. The mm-hmm. the Hush Beyond. I did enjoy it. And then when we got to the regular series, this felt more like the the cartoon. It almost felt like yeah. it, was, it was more. Toned down a little bit. Mm-hmm. We got the Justice League. You know, we got Terry. You know, his little brothers in there and his girlfriend, and it it just felt. I mean, it, it was good, but it, it wasn't that dark. Like you know, yeah, all the, the you know people, you know, bad villains getting killed and everything. But you know, he says that there is going to be some of the darkness coming back, and 
it's there, good. But and there, there's some resolution here because you know the Justice League wants Batman to join. Bruce keeps saying no, you shouldn't. And, and uh, there's something that comes up with um, another character that I never really thought about. That's gonna be yeah. Oh, and and there's one other thing that yeah. So so this story's <laughs> over, but there's like two big um, plot threads that that develop. So that there is another one that that kind of ties into um, mm -hmm. the miniseries, and that's yeah. gonna have some some yeah. Big I feel repercussions. like yeah, exactly. I I think the repercussions of what we saw in that miniseries are going to kind of we're going to see more of that again, and in this ongoing so. I like it though. Yeah. I mean, this isn't my favorite issue so far, but I'm excited about the things that were mentioned in this issue that we're going to be getting into later on. Yeah. So I can't wait for the next one. Yeah. Doc and uh, Wolverine number six. Yeah. So finally, Doc is getting a little dark, right? Mm -hmm. He. We're finally seeing some of his dark side in yeah, here. He, he's all about. Um, manipulating and yeah. double crossing, triple crossing. But in the series so far, we've seen less of his manipulating and more of his like this tendency for him. To, it's almost as though he's trying to convince everybody and himself that he's he's different. He's changed. He's mm -hmm. you know turned a new leaf. But now, now it doesn't feel like that anymore. Now it feels like he's had this plan all along, and it's finally coming together. Yeah, I mean, because it's it's just like when he was when he so everyone thought he died, mm -hmm. and he goes back to the Fantastic Four, and then he's like, "Oh, I'm not dead," because you know they they kind of him and Johnny kind of developed a little friendship, mm -hmm. and so he he got back with them, and you know they were all happy, and then it turns out you know they Reed gave him like some weapons, you know, to help him out, and then and then he ended up stealing something from from Reed. So it's like you know, is he really? sincere is he yeah them? and and then we got the same thing here where you know it, he's it seems like he's doing a good thing but then but is then it really the end, yeah so it's, it's like so you're not really sure and then then it so yeah it's like just going back and forth back and forth like you know which which side what is he doing you know, it definitely agenda. it definitely makes you question like what he's doing and he seems he seems more like this he's just doing things for himself mm -hmm. than you know, to help other people. And there's some big, big changes for Madripoor. Yeah, absolutely. Lasting repercussions there. But I, I guess in the next issue. Oh, I, I just noticed a cover for the next issue. Yeah, the next I, issue we're gonna see X23 um, come into come into Dawkins' book. So they're going to meet. It'll be interesting to see how they get along. But I just noticed that the cover for issue seven. That's the like a. A homage to the cover of Wolverine number one, back when he first went to Madripoor and was Patch. Oh, really? So it's a black background with him standing on a oh, top wow, of a bunch of. Oh wow, that's cool. Yeah, so I just noticed that. Like, oh oh that. yeah, I've seen that cover. That's awesome. That's cool. Hey, right. good eye, Tony. That's Thund why. That's why you have this job. <laughs> yeah. Thunderbolts one fifty four. <laughs> so this is all about this green guy. Looks like oh, how do you say his name? Cthulhu, Chulu. The man thing. Oh, the cover. So that we have that's man thing. Right. Mm -hmm. he looks like. Oh yeah, yeah. He looks like that other thing. Yeah. I, I don't ask me how to say that. So I'm the last <laughs> person to ask how do you say it. <laughs> so the Thunderbolts they've been using man thing as like their their transportation. He teleports them around, and you know Hank Pym kind of set things up so you know he can't escape and all that. And what what happens here is. Some like bureaucrats are like, this is dangerous. We can't have them. So they, they kind of question the whole thing, and and then someone comes and takes Man Thing away. You know, because he's not supposed to be able to escape. And so it's it's really a story about him. And you know, is he going to stick with the team? What's going on? You know, if he's not guarding the nexus at in the swamp, you know, what's going to happen when you know it gets breached? Because that's what happens here. We we get some invaders from another reality come in, and mm -hmm. so it's it's we're not maybe not one of one of the, the uh, actually, I, I did like this better. I didn't like the, the Hyperion story arc before. Really? You know, we, we don't really get a whole lot of Thunderbolts action here, but you know, we, we get to see get a little more of, of Man Thing. You know, like what what he's about. Do you think they're still setting up a story here? Uh, I don't I don't know. Oh, because well, I guess there is some setup here. Um, they're gonna have to bring in a new member, mm -hmm. and because of if they're you know if if Man Thing is gonna stay or not, they're gonna need. 
someone else. So whether it's the character oh, they show wow. in the very last panel or if he's going to set them up with someone else. So. Now, if they bring that person in, I will have to start reading this series consistently. Yeah. I just always wonder how it is because you know, we, we have Luke Cage leading the Thunderbolts and Luke Cage in New Avengers. He's living there, but then you know he has to go to the raft and go on these missions. So it's just like this guy isn't trying to fit everything yeah, they're together. Just, they're just putting, they're just crossing them into everybody else's books. Mm-hmm. Deadpool, 33.1. Did you love it? Um, I thought it was okay. It, I actually it, have to read that. I haven't read that yet. It is um, a, a self-contained story. And they they kind of... What was kind of funny is the issue 33, which came out last week, he's out in space. He's on the space mission. Mm-hmm. But then for this one, he's back on Earth. And then for 34, he's back in space because it's continuing that story. But So you see on the front cover, he's like hitchhiking his way back to Earth. And he kind of addresses it. You know, he talks about the point one, and they're like. So it explains like where it fits into the sequence of his the, series. They they kind of make a make a little joke like this is interrupting a story, mm-hmm. but this is how I'm going to be on Earth. And then as far as for new readers, uh, he's he's basically interviewing for a job, or you know these guys want to hire him, and he kind of tells his who he, they ask him some questions like like oh you're you're a mercenary you have a healing factor you're from a government program that i think is is meant to explain who deadpool is so right. one panel that's it then you get this the story deadpool versus rucker <coughs> and it's that that's what it what it is so of the point one books is this one one of the better ones uh it, it's you don't know no nah, i mean it's it was an okay deadpool story it was right. a, a better i mean i <coughs> i i i think i like you know of the different deadpool ones i like the Daniel Way Deadpool mm-hmm. better. You know, he seems he captures the humor better. But again, as far as a point one issue to be friendly to new readers, I, I didn't. I, I, it just felt like a regular Deadpool story, and you know, yeah. He, but maybe he, that's he a good thing. Stuff. You know, instead of having like here's a recap of his this whole character yeah, history, and flashbacks and all that. Yeah, it's just one page, and then he just goes on and. But you really don't know who what what his motivation is. You know, is he just a killer? Is he going to be good? What's what is his motivation? Uh, he can't tell anymore. I don't know. With, yeah. With what's happening in X Force? So maybe. I don't know. It was just weird. But still, I I think my favorite point one was Amazing Spider Man six fifty four point one. Mm-hmm. Even though that didn't have anything at all to do with Spider Man, that was all about Flash Thompson and Venom. Mm-hmm. That was the best point one story, but it it didn't make sense to be in Spider-Man. I wonder if it was the best point one story that we've seen so far because, and I agree with you, like I really mm-hmm. like that, although I haven't read this yet, so maybe I'll like this more, probably not. <laughs> but um, maybe the reason that that was such a good point one story is because Flash Thompson is just coming, mm-hmm. you know, into the Marvel Universe as Venom. So maybe since we're at the beginning of his sort of character history as Venom, that it's it's that much more interesting. Yeah. And I, I felt that issue, it did a lot to establish, okay, he's Venom now. This is his limitations. This, this is what he can do. So, I mean, that's what I've thought the point one issues are supposed, supposed to do, to is, is tell you, yeah. you know, who this character is. And so, here we got X-Factor mm-hmm. 216. So, that's a cool cover. So, yeah. So, we got Spider-Man, which is really weird. Why is he an X-Factor? You know, that's mm-hmm. something that happened in the 90s. And But, you know, the, the great thing about X-Factor is you don't have to read any other x X-Men Books. comics, you can yeah. just, just read this one. And Spider-Man <laughs> does make a, a little guest appearance here, which is kind of unnecessary, but the main thing is J. Jonah Jameson's here. And he, you know, there's a reason he's going to X-Factor Investigations, so... Now, does this tie in with Amazing Spider-Man, or is this Not totally separate? Totally okay. separate. It even says um, on the, the front page where it gives you a little recap that this takes place before 654. Mm-hmm. So I'm assuming Spider-Man... Has his spider sense and all that other stuff hasn't happened yet. Okay. So, it, it it's it's a fun issue. And cool. I, I don't I don't think it was my favorite favorite X Factor comic. Um, there there's these these two other people that in the beginning you're not really sure who they are and how they fit in, and then the the kind of two stories start coming together, and we'll see it in the next issue. But it's it's a fun book. People should be looking at. Secret Six Thirty One. Mm-hmm. What's interesting here is at the beginning, it's like they're doing a, a commercial. Because you know, they want to hire themselves out, and 
there's just some weird stuff. Like, guy put Tabasco sauce in his eyes. Oh, jeez. And, and then there's, I guess I should say, but at, in the very last panel, there's there's a tease about what's going to come next. Oh, wow. So, yeah. So, you've been liking this book? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's different. Um, I have to say, I'm not completely crazy about the art. Mm-hmm. But... It's 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 nice to see. I think the art is is uh, pretty. I think it's better here than it is in Gail's other book. I think it's Birds just the way like Savage's face looks. It's like I don't know. It just, mm-hmm. just the shape seems seems off to me. Let me see. But you know, we still have Bane. You know, he's he's still like the father figure for 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 Scandal, and you know, I think it was last issue, which felt like it was just out a couple weeks ago, where you know he's he was trying to go out on a date. Yeah, no, that was funny. That was a good issue. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. All right, moving on. Moving on. Astonishing Thor <laughs> number three. I, I didn't read issue two, and I was, I was like, reading this, and it's got some nice art. Um, and Yeah, that is beautiful. He's, he's going up against Ego to Living Planet. Mm-hmm. And I just... You're not loving it? I, I didn't I just, love it. I know Norm really liked this. Yeah, I just... But I, I wasn't just, crazy it, about it. It feels like, you know, and then he's talking to a stranger, and it just felt like something was missing here. And I don't think it was just the one issue that I didn't read. And he's making out with some chick at the end. All right. Cool. Yeah. Um, first Wave, issue six. I didn't get a chance to look at this. So. Yeah, this... Uh, is this the one that's being canceled? Um, I, th- I believe the whole first wave line is being canceled. Okay. Because DC is making some. I we haven't really talked about it, but because um, I, th- I know Freedom Fighter is getting canceled. Uh, I think all the first wave books are getting canceled. Uh, Streets of Gotham is getting canceled. Um, there's like something else. So I think they're just like like yeah, we're 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 cutting back and so this. Which is weird because they already don't release like tons and tons. Yeah, it, it's not like of you books. know Marvel puts out a lot. A lot of books. I, I wonder what's going on. I don't know. So I I'm not, I know with, with Flashpoint. I I I think I'm trying to remember when Flashpoint starts because when Flashpoint starts, there's going to be a bunch of like mini series that maybe it's going to like take up the spots of those books, not not with the characters, but it's going to fill up the you know the shelf space that they would normally take. Mm-hmm. But then after those books are gone, because I think they're maybe like three issues each. I don't know what's going to happen after that and. It's not like the same creators on the cancel books are moving to the Flashpoints books. They've been talking about it all, all today. They've been making announcements, and I haven't had a chance to really look those over. The thing about First Wave, I I feel, is it's kind of been difficult to follow. Um, I, I think that the First Wave, First Wave book, the the main, the six-issue miniseries, the, I, there was a kind of sporadic schedule. Yeah, they which, didn't. It wasn't a consistent schedule, which was my biggest problem with it because – I remember I would pick. I picked up the first issue of First Wave, and I was like, "Wow, this is pretty good." And Rags Morales does the art, mm-hmm. and I really like his art. I think it's beautiful. We reviewed it in the old office. I remember that, so and that, that was, was before, that was a long time that was ago. Before July, so it was definitely over six months ago. It was almost a year ago. Yeah, it, it had. I mean, we're talking. And six that's issues. way too long to have a six issue miniseries yeah. going on. And then when you got, you know, because then there were, there was a Spirit First Wave book. There was Doc Savage. So it's like, do those books tie into this one? It's it's just. Yeah, and and the the spirit book to me it just never felt right. It didn't mm-hmm. feel like the spirit. It was it was a little too too serious, too gritty. So I don't know. Next man number four. Um, it's John Byrne. IDW. I'm I'm, I'm digging it. Mm-hmm. It's just there's just some weird stuff. This book is not new new reader friendly. Um, you want to pick up like the first you know one two and three, but there's just like weird stuff going on where it's just like. Flashing back, because you know a lot of it, it, it was it was it was almost like Inception, where mm-hmm. you know they're like in these like pods, and they're like not in a real world. Right. You know, they they thought everything was real, and that's when they escape from there, and then they're like into the real world. And what happens here is like then they they kind of find out that where they thought was real wasn't the real world, and then there's mm-hmm. all these flashback things, and like one character is like like back in like Civil War times, and. Just a lot of a lot of crazy stuff, you know. Is this the pod? Um, no, that's something else. That's that's yeah. creepy. Yeah, yeah. There's just some a lot of weird stuff going on in there. Yeah, it looks like it. It looks interesting. And then we got Ed Brubaker <laughs> and Sean Phillips Incognito Bad Influences is number four. I still need to read. I really like Incognito. Mm-hmm. Um, I just I reread um, one th- the 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 first Incognito series, and it's 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 good. 
So I, I want to say people should should look for that. Yeah. I, I imagine the first incognitos in trade format. They've been releasing these uh, once a week, right, or once every two weeks, something, something like, like that. Because um, they they basically when when Brubaker and, and Phillips they they did Criminal and Sleeper, and they they kind of do them like in mini series. So it's, it's like they'll release the story, and then there might be a break or whatever, and then they'll work on the next one. So that's what they did with with Incognito. I think it was six. Pretty sure it was six issues, and then I I thought. I didn't realize we we're getting another, you know, story arc. Right oh, really? Away. So, so it's 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 yeah. It's, That's it's great. Because we got this this characters like you know he's Zach Overkill. Turned out you know he was he was one of the bad guys and and then and, the, and so this is the first incognito. Then he kind of goes and the bad guys think he's dead, so he goes in like witness protection agency. Then he's mm -hmm. like bored out of his mind, and then so it's like you know is he gonna live a normal life? Is he gonna be a bad guy again? Is he gonna be a good guy? So. That's really good. Um, powers, powers. This has been a little sporadic as well, but yeah. now it's getting back back on schedule. I still need to go back and read like some of the trades because I I'm not caught up with all of those. That cover looks like a Daredevil cover, the one yeah. with the hand. Yeah. Do you know the one I'm talking yeah. about? Yeah. That's a good cover. Uh, and and powers, powers has been been greenlit. Yeah, the pilot, for a, the TV show. Is that going to be on FX? Um, that was last I heard. Um, I didn't. I know. I think the announcement came out. Late last week, I think it was like la it was. late last Friday, and I didn't read any like official press release. But I know it had been um, it had been tied to FX for a long time, yeah. and I, I'm not sure if it's still there, but I, I would think, think so. That's yeah, like. so that's cool. That's yeah. good news. Um, there was also Ultimate Captain America number three mm -hmm. that came out. So that's um, Captain America versus uh, Captain America from Vietnam. So Nuke the character, and there's some crazy stuff there. Um, we also had Avengers Academy number 10, Annihilators number one came out. So that's Silver Surfer, Better Ray Bill, um, Ronin, Gladiator. And There's been a lot of Silver Surfer lately. Yeah. So that, that was my, my one thing is it's like which, which story takes place first. Mm -hmm. Because if, I know you've read it, but for those who have read Silver Surfer number one the, the, from the miniseries, some big crazy stuff happens at yeah. the end, which is not addressed in Annihilator. So it's you know which, which takes place first now and yeah so it's some some crazy stuff there but the thing with the team is they're so powerful mm -hmm. so it's like how could you, how could they not defeat anyone because there's just so much raw power oh, quasar i forgot to mention quasars there quasar yeah. silver surfer and who else better ray bill that's ridiculous um, ronan the, the accuser i don't know if did i say gladiator again it's just and and that that's one of the things that it's kind of addressed it's like you know you guys have all this power but you're you're a little like cautious, nervous because you know you don't want to go all out and you know. Yeah, they could destroy like the whole universe yeah. if they wanted. So it's kind of crazy. And another book that came out, which I didn't pick up, was Joe the Barbarian, number eight. Oh, really? The reason I didn't pick that up because it was number eight. I can't remember if we got issue seven. I don't even know where. I haven't seen issue seven. I don't remember last time it was released. It's because uh, that's that's. It's got to be in trade format. Mm -hmm. So um, Zach reviewed issue eight, and he thought it was okay. I think he, he might have given it a three point five or maybe a, a four. That's average. So it's a little unfortunate because I mean I know you and I we both really dug it in the beginning and the, yeah. the art Sean Murphy. Mm -hmm. He's just, so just good. Great. So I I think that's one that, that needs to be picked up as, as a trade. That's the biggest problem with a lot of those like the indie books is that they they come out so inconsistently mm -hmm. and I mean. It's just difficult to keep track of them sometimes. Yeah, so I forgot so my many. Jonah Hex oh. out there, but it's really good. Okay. And yeah. I, I think there's something else, too, that um, Irredeemable came out. That was good. Um, Darkwing Duck Annual. Did you like that? that? That was that was fun. It was a good book. Okay. Um, yeah. There might be something else. Norm might have some books, too. Mm-hmm. But we're going to get into news for the week. Right. Let's so, do this. Um, I don't remember last week. Did we talk about Kevin Costner on Superman? Uh, you know what? I don't think so. But that's a good place to start considering the There's, other news yeah, other that stuff. came out. So, the, the rumor was that they were talking to Kevin Costner. And maybe we did talk about it. But he, So they're thinking maybe he's going to be Pa, Jonathan. Right. But I don't know if that's been like... I keep trying to look for like updates. You you hear these like oh they're in talks, but then it's like well is it official or not? Exactly. So, so he might be, um, Jonathan, and then this one I believe is official. This is official. Diane Lane. That's crazy. She just doesn't seem 
old enough to be Martha. Well, that's the thing. Somebody pointed out that uh, the age difference between her and the actor playing Superman Henry is only, yeah, it's he's less. He's twenty seven. He's twenty nine, twenty eight. There's, there's only he's twenty nine. There's only a nineteen year age difference between them. I mean, unless they do like some makeups. That I'm, I'm think. Um, someone emailed me about this. I was, I was like, yeah, we, you, you, we know about things. Um, mm-hmm. But unless they do like flashbacks, you know, I, I know they keep saying it's not going to be an origin story, but then they're saying it's going to, it is an origin story. It's going to be in birthright, but it's not birthright. So maybe they're going to show when they find baby Kal-El or maybe they're going to show teenage Clark Kent. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so then they'll just, when he's That's Superman, when, they'll just age yeah. or, you know, make up or do something. Right. I just think it's so weird then again you know actresses kind of age a little bit more quickly in hollywood than actors do yeah although he looks he looks 29 you mm-hmm. know what i mean which is why when they which is why when they said that i was like really that guy like he's a good looking guy he looks like he could be clark kent superman but he he does look his age mm-hmm. there's another superman rumor vigo mortensen oh really they're saying now he's uh, what movie is he i think he's supposed to be doing like Snow White and the Huntsman mm-hmm. that he might be doing. So if he doesn't do that, then maybe he'll be able to do Superman or, you know, maybe they can, I think Universal might be doing that. You know, maybe they can work something out, you know, where he can do both. Um, they're talking about him as a villain. He's so, played a villain before. He's really good at it. Yeah. So was that Eastern Promises? Yeah, Eastern was, Promises. Was, he was ridiculous. That was crazy. Yeah. yeah. But they're, they're, so again, this is all rumor and hearsay, but they're saying as a villain, they're, they're saying possibly... <laughs> As Zod, that would be good. That he would good. he would be a good Zod. I have no complaints. Yeah, I just and and you know people still want Luther. I don't I don't want Lex Luther. No, do a different story. He, he's been used too many times. Yeah. Anne Hathaway. So after the Oscars, mm-hmm. she was on the Oprah Winfrey show. Right. And she was talking about it. Now, everyone's saying that you know this is a confirmation that she's she confirmed that she will be playing Catwoman. Mm-hmm. I still don't know if she's actually. 100% confirming it. I don't it, think so. Because you know she she's you know she's talks about it's like oh I got the role I'm I'm playing Catwoman, but it's like first of all how how much about comics does she know? You know, she right. may know the characters, you know maybe she's seen a cartoon or something like that, but you know has she actually read does mm-hmm. she know? And if you're talking about it it's not like you're going to tell people, "Oh, I got the role of Selena Kyle." That's exactly how I like, I interpreted that? it too. So it's, because, it's hard to say. Because the press release said Selena, you know, mm-hmm. and and you can be Selena Kyle without being Catwoman. Because she wasn't always Catwoman. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I don't know. And I think that if she's on in an interview with Oprah, then the majority of the people watching probably don't know who Selena mm-hmm. Kyle is. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. And so has she seen the script yet? You know, I'm going to you know, I'm gonna be... say yes. Maybe. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. Who knows? Now, do you, do you want to see Do you want to see Catwoman in the movie or do you think that that would be too much? Um, I'm not sure. Let me, I don't know. Did you see, hear all of the Dark Knight Rises rumors? Okay, so we can get back to that. Okay. So these are, there may be spoilers here, but it's all rumors, so I, I don't, I'm not. You don't care. I'm we not, don't well, care. I'm not, it's, it's rumors, so I mean, who knows? I, I, yeah. So one of the things they said in Dark Knight Rises is that Catwoman, she, that she will, they're mentioning a Catwoman's in there, and there will be some conflict, but by the end of the movie, Catwoman and Batman will become allies. Right. So if that happens, great. Yeah. Um, it could be interesting. I, I'm just, I don't really, I, my biggest problem with pretty much every single Batman movies is that they have to have a love interest for, for You know what? I don't think that there needs to be one either. It's like, it's like yeah, you know, especially with Catwoman. Yeah, you know, you always got that. You know, we, we talked about mm-hmm. it in, in Streets of Gotham. But I don't feel it has to be in it. Because when you look at, like, the very the first um, Tim Burton one with um, Kim Basinger, you know, Vicky Vale. Yeah. That made no sense. It's like Alfred just lets her into the Batcave, and then after that, she was gone. You yeah, know, you the, never the hear second, from her second again. The second movies, she's not there. And then, um, so what, second movie, got Catwoman, and then the third one, you had um, Nicole Kidman. Mm-hmm. She finds out, and then where's she at? And then after that, I think it was Elle McPherson, but I don't think she found out. No, I don't think so either. So it's just, it's like you don't need to have a love interest. And then, you know, you mm-hmm. had Rachel Dawes and then, you know. She's like he's, he's had, a, he's had a, a girl in in all the movies. I just think that if this is going to be the last one, bringing in a love interest would just make things a little bit more complicated. Unless he's planning on doing a fourth movie. I don't know. Because the other part of this rumor is that Batman and Catwoman will be teaming up against the League of Shadows. 
And is there a League of Shadows? I don't believe there's a League of Shadows, but I think that's just a nicer way because they don't want to say League of Assassins. Assassins. And that, that that brings us full circle to Rachel Ghoul, which well, I had said but was then, but they're a good talking, idea. But the rumor is, is mentioning Talia, which I don't think any, oh. there's been another female cast yet yeah. that, we, that we know of. So they're saying that the League of Shadows would be led by Talia, which would make sense. Except you know, if Rachel Ghoul is gone, you know, she might want revenge. Except what's her name from Inception? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Marion Cotillard. Yeah, who, maybe, maybe she will. Yeah, and maybe she'll do it. Because I remember a couple weeks ago there was a rumor about her possibly being cast in The Dark Knight Returns. So. Yeah, and then um, Bane would be like her muscle or possibly love interest, which... Would be weird. Well, it's been in the comics. Remember, I told that you would that, still that be just, weird, though, weird. Tony. That, that would still be weird. No, that what was weird is when she's wearing a see-through negligee, not tied up, and then her dad comes in the room and she's like, and she's in bed, got hey, no problem. Yeah, she's like, what's up? So I don't know about that, and still no idea about Joseph, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. So no idea if he's going to be Albert Falcone or someone else. Maybe he'll be Rachel Gould. Yeah, maybe. Uh, Ryan Reynolds, he mentioned Deadpool again. Oh, did he? Now, he recently said that it's not going to happen. Right. He said he can't do it. He's too busy. Well, he said that he it's going to happen, but, but it, no. not necessarily with him. So just recently, he's talking about it again for some reason. I don't know if someone asked him, maybe, and that's why this came up again. Mm -hmm. But he says that the Deadpool movie is still in the works, which is what he said before. Mm -hmm. And his, a quote from him, I'm not sure how logistically... It works in terms of scheduling, but yeah, I want it to happen. So he still wants to do it. Right. It's just like when you when you get signed on to do like a four-picture deal or something, then it can be very difficult to schedule in another movie, mm -hmm. you know, especially if you have but to he's be. he's done so many movies. He did that Buried yeah. movie. He did that Paper Man movie. It's true. He, did you see Paper Man? I didn't see no, that. No, I the, didn't see that. You know what movie that is? Nope. He's like, he, he plays a superhero. He's, oh. I forgot who the lead guy is. This guy is like a, a writer. His name is Paper Man. No, I don't think he's, well, because the guy's a writer. And so he only sees Ryan Reynolds. It's like, he's like his imaginary, it's like his inner voice. Right. But he's got like blonde <laughs> hair. It just looks, looks so weird. Oh, good grief. It's, it's, it's I, I want to see the movie. It's, it looks very weird. But he's done like a bunch of movies. Now, when can, did this come out? I don't remember hearing about it, this. It almost, it's like it's, it's snuck by because I don't remember seeing it in theaters. Mm, maybe there's a reason for that. No, I mean, it just, it just came, I came and went. Because I mean, it, it, it's, it was probably more of like a talking movie. You know, it's not like an action blockbuster that. You know, the kids like. So. <laughs> the kids like. So I, don't, I don't know. But, I mean, it seems like he can do a lot of movies. And yeah, he's versatile. I just, I, I, I don't know. So we'll see if that ever happens. Because if they don't get him. But I, that, I don't know. I mean, do they need Ryan Reynolds to play Deadpool? No, it's, but it's you like, know what? I think Ryan Reynolds probably would make a better Deadpool than Green Lantern. I just wonder if he's Deadpool, is he going to be wearing his mask the whole movie? Or is, if he takes the mask off, is he going to have the, the, the grossed out Brody face or you know maybe they'll have like an origin story I don't know that, because that, if because if they don't have to show him maybe he could just do the voiceover yeah or that's that's and get get some other actor wearing a costume and he can just yeah it's not like they need to sync it up because yeah, they're wearing a mask so exactly to, so and it's yeah, not like he's gonna solves. train to do the stunts anyways <laughs> there, there you go Ryan Reynolds you can just do voiceover that's that's a that's a hefty paycheck for voiceover. <laughs> well, because that was a weird thing about Wolverine Origins is that, you know, he was Wade Wilson until the end when they did all that, whatever they tried doing. Mm -hmm. That way they can show him without you know, messing up his, his, his looks, which was just kind of weird. It's funny. Speaking of looks, Red Skull, so the Speaking image came looks. out. Oh, that looks, it looked really good. Yeah, so Entertainment Weekly had the first look of it, but um, Paramount just released it today without the Entertainment Weekly splashed in, in the looking right numbers. like Hugh, like Hugo Weaving's like looking at it's like why does it say entertainment weekly? <laughs> so, did you love it I thought it was it's, so it's, good it's cool and I know a lot of people are saying they want a Hydra belt buckle so I wonder if they'll start selling those and yeah. but a lot of people are complaining that there's no Nazi, Nazi symbol. symbol well I think it's a little bit more PC anyways yeah so that, that's the thing it's like sh do they have to do that you know it's like you know, should they leave it there? Should they take it off? Is it going to offend people if they... But it's like you're talking about World War II. You're talking about yeah. Hitler. Mm -hmm. It makes sense that it would be there. But but if they want to tie Hydra into other cab movies, you know, mm -hmm. it might be good to just do that now. Because yeah. I, I know, I, and we've mentioned this before, where I brought up the Captain America Hail Hydra miniseries. Where they're, they're 
they're trying to, I think, bring that Hydra is like a bigger organization. They've been around longer and, you know, working with the Nazis was just one part of their, their thing. Mm-hmm. So it's just weird that, I don't know, you never really had so much mention of Red Skull and Hydra and now that's what we're getting. Mm-hmm. So, okay, that's fine. <laughs> um, G- <laughs> I, I'm not, I don't want to save this for last. I'm going to mention this now. J.I. Joe 2, a sequel. Oh, I didn't hear about this. Okay, so Rachel Nichols uh-huh. who played Scarlet. Yeah. And she she tweeted about this. Uh-oh. And she said the only characters to return in the John Chu directed sequel will be Snake Eyes, Storm Shadow, and, and that's it. And Duke. Dot dot dot. That's it. Just the three. No. But what what it should say is the only people to return are Snake Eyes and Storm Shadow, and that's it. It should be a Snake Eyes and Storm Shadow movie. Um, I it's it's not clear was she only talking about GI Joe actor members that are coming back? Because mm-hmm. is there going to be no Cobra? It's like you can't have G- I mean, if it's going to be Snake Eyes and Storm Shadow. Yeah, you could do a movie which was just them. But if you're bringing Duke and if you're going to have GI Joe. Who are they going to fight against? Right. So is Cobra still going to be there? So maybe she just meant those are the only G.I. Joe members that are returning, which oh, man. seems weird. That and, would be weird. And they're talking about, you know, maybe it was like budget cuts, mm-hmm. you know, something like that. They probably um, can't afford Joseph Gordon-Levitt anymore. Uh, the, the first movie, they made it, it cost $175 million, mm-hmm. and it grossed $300 million. So it seemed like it did okay. It wasn't... No, it did what, really well. Yeah, it wasn't a um, success in terms of the quality, you know, people didn't love it, but obviously people went went and saw it. So mm-hmm. I don't know if they're just talking. Because then, even though that was a success financially, it didn't seem like they were going to make it right away. And then they got rid of Stephen Summers, or either, I don't know if they got rid of him, or he chose not to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Sienna Miller has already confirmed that she's not returning oh, as, really? as the Baroness. That's so again, weird. I don't know if that was her choice, that she doesn't want to wear the, the suit again, or if they said sorry. I feel like they need a Baroness for G.I. Joe. And but, but then the whole thing is is Joseph Gordon-Levitt. You know, the first movie, they set up who he was. and Co- they, It was basically Cobra's story, you know, how he mm-hmm. becomes Cobra. And then now you're not going to have him? That's weird. Christopher Eccleston. Eccleston. I thought he was a weird Destro. I, I love him as an actor. You know, he was, he was one yeah, of the well, actors. Yeah, so, well, that was very strange. I agree. But then, then with him, you got someone in a metal mask. You yeah, can get someone you can else. get anybody. So, so, I don't know. That will be very, very strange. But then Duke, like, of all the characters, like, yeah, he'll Duke be back. Duke, Chatham, Channing, 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 Yeah, what a, whatever his name, his name is. <laughs> so, I guess he's not too expensive. They can afford him. But the, Well, um, what was the last movie he was in about? Dear John? No, he did oh. something after that. Yeah, he did something recently. No, there was a movie There's where, something in the movie theaters right now, actually. He did something where it involved... Um, it's like a warrior movie. It's like, like there's something where he like he like burnt himself, like a body part of himself. He like scalded himself because like hot water got poured on him. And I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't like. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But it, it's it's gonna be weird. It's like I don't know. I don't know what they could do with that. It seems weird. It, I mean, is is there just gonna be regular soldiers in the background? You're only gonna have a two member GI Joe team. I mean, okay. Would you want to see just a, a Snake Eyes and Storm Shadow movie? Yeah, I mean, there's 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 been so many. Those stories. two characters have so much I mean, history. You can do like their origin because I I know um I, I don't know if those Devils do before they they lost it. They did a, a like a six issue miniseries uh, on Snake Eyes, like mm-hmm. when he went back because you you saw that in the Marvel stories, like when you know he was with like the clan as I can't remember Ashinaki clan. You know he he joined. Like the clan there, and then he became good, and you know, because him and Storm Shadow were like brothers, and then right. there's a rivalry, and then they I don't remember if it was a hard master or a soft master. It was like Storm Shadow's uncle was assassinated, and then they everyone thought, then when they, they went outside, because you know, he was shot with an arrow and it had mm-hmm. their insignia on there, mm-hmm. they're like, there's only one person that was that good, and when they go out there, they see Storm Shadow like hopping over the wall, like taking off, so they're like, why did right. Storm Shadow? kill this kill, guy yeah and then that's when he left and then he joined cobra because you know he was like disgraced and everything but then later they revealed that it was zartan to kill the uncle mm-hmm. he was posing as him so storm shadow was going off to try to, to chase him down 
So I mean, you, I mean, there, there's there, there's, there's a of lot of there. stories, yeah. So I, but yeah, this is just weird. I just wonder, is Culper gonna be in there? So I, I don't know. Uh, Wonder Woman. So, oh yeah, Elizabeth Hurley. So Elizabeth Hurley, Hurley, um, she said she's gonna be in a pilot, mm-hmm. and I, I think they're saying Veronica Kale. That's who, what that's what I heard. Yeah, so she doesn't have powers, so she's um. Because um, I know when she came out, she was she was tied to Doctor Psycho, and I think there's been mention of Doctor Psycho, mm-hmm. so they could have her. And one thing I, I read that they said that she would be a reoccurring character, so maybe not you know every single episode, but maybe she would pop up every every once in a while. Yeah. So it seems kind of interesting. One of like uh, the Wonder Woman in this television series is supposed to be like the CEO of this corporation, right? Themyscira Industries. Yeah, so it's like these two rival CEOs, I guess, maybe. Yeah. Is that what's going on? That's where you get the, the boardroom battles and then... That'll be exciting. They'll, they'll fight on the rooftops Can't later. wait. Um, there's some other guy, Pedro Pasco, mm-hmm. who was in The Good Wife and a show on FX called Lights Out. Mm-hmm. He's going to play Ed Indelicato. A police officer who befriends Wonder Woman. Cool. It's a big role there. <laughs> it might be. You don't know. They could be best friends. <laughs> no, he'll probably be in there every episode. He's going to be like helping her out. or Yeah, exactly. Keeping, Covering know, her tracks. Yeah. He'll be like uh, Commissioner Gordon. Uh, maybe. But no, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. And then Tracy Toms, who was Oh, in, she's really good. She was in Cold Case. Yeah. She's going to be out of candy, right? Yeah. So yeah. She's going to be Diana's personal assistant. Which is not what Ed Candy was, but, yeah. you know, that's cool. And then this just came out, like, moments before we came in here. I don't know if you saw this. No. Carrie Yules, or Els, or Yules, however you say it. Uh-huh. Princess Bride. Is going to be... Steve, no. He's he's going to play Henry Detmer, who he is listed as a CEO of Themyscira Industries. So I don't know if Wonder Woman, I don't know if she's a CEO. I guess maybe she's not a CEO. Maybe she just works for the company. Yeah, I don't know. Or maybe this is right. I don't know. But yeah, so he's going to be in there. I don't know if it's going to be a full thing, full, you know, season. So the Mascara Industries is headed by a dude. Maybe. All right. That, this is well, getting. What kind of industry is it? Is it, it should be like mascara, the mascara, mascara. Yeah. That'd why not? Perfect. Especially with, with the. The, the Mac, whatever makeup stuff that they have. Exactly. So they this is tie all that in. Well, we're slowly, this is slowly, slowly becoming more and more sexist as time goes by. So let's. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I. This is just ridiculous. I don't know. I don't know. It, what's it's, going you on. know what? It's different. So let's just wait to see what happens. Yeah. I'm not going to say yeah. anything. Until we see what's going on. It just. It's seems, interesting. It's very weird. Um, <laughs> and then we have the lizard. So there's been rumors about the lizard. Oh, that's so right. I believe it, it, it actually was like last week it came out. Um, They're talking about because yeah, even long before there, I, I told there's there's a rumor about Stan Lee, his his supposed cameo where the lizard and Spider Man are fighting in a library and Stan Lee's supposed to be a librarian that's put the books away or something like that. That sounds dangerous. Yeah. But then there's another rumor that um, a fight scene was filmed or was set up or something like that and. A bunch of SWAT team officers get turned into lizards, mm-hmm. and then there's also um, Rise or Reese Ifan, mm-hmm. who is supposed to be playing I forget, Nels Nels Van Adder, who was Proto Goblin in the the one issue comic, but mm-hmm. you know they said doesn't look like they're gonna do that. Yeah. They're saying maybe he's gonna be the lizard. Which doesn't make sense because then what about Kurt Connors? You know, poor guy who was in like the other Spider-Man movies and never got to be the lizard. And I, I don't, I don't know what's what's going on. Tony, what are they doing? I don't, I don't know what they're doing. And then there's also the whole thing what they mentioned before is that that this isn't a reboot that it fits in with the other Spider-Man. That's the thing that doesn't make any sense the, at the all. Gwen Stacy being there. I mean, if, if they're in high school and and Peter <laughs> and Gwen are dating. But then they don't meet until I mean I haven't watched after. and he's not supposed to be Spider Man until his uncle dies. So yeah, so that's the thing. How long is Martin Sheen going to be? In, you know, is it just going to be a flashback? You know, is, is he going to die? At the well, because I think they're not going to do the origin. I think they're they're starting off where he's already Spider Man. Because I don't think they want to go there. And if if they're trying to make it not be a reboot, they don't want to go through that all that again. Right. So unless 
there's just gonna be flashbacks. But that's so gonna getting be so life, strange. Life lessons. I I I really don't know. But he, we see him in the suit without the mask, right? Mm-hmm. So we have to assume that that happened after. I don't know. His I, uncle got murdered. Otherwise, what's the what's the point? Why did he become Spider Man in the first place? Yeah. Unless they change. I mean, either way, I feel like they're going to have to change something. So I don't understand how it's supposed to fit in with the continuity of these movies. I, I, don't, I don't know. It should just be like, okay, it's a reboot. We're done. Yeah, yeah I, I, I don't know. I mean, because, yeah, you, you need mm-hmm. to have Uncle Ben die. You need to have some reason for Spider-Man to take on a, the power and responsibility. So I, I don't know. But the whole thing, because I, I haven't seen Spider-Man 3 in a while where he first meets Gwen Stacy. So I, I don't remember... If that was their first meeting, I don't because I don't think there was any mention of them knowing. Because the first movie, they're in high school and then it zips out. You know, they're in college, and there's no Gwen Stacy there. <laughs> so I, I don't know. I'm hoping it's gonna be good. I don't know how I feel about the lizard. It's weird. I mean, I, I, I the lizard was never one of my favorite villains. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess it it could maybe work. Who would you rather see? I've always wanted to see Mysterio. You know, he's kind of hokey. I mean, a guy... He's not kind of hokey. When I, mean, I when I used to watch the cartoons, those were... He was my favorite. I guess, you know, he's got a big glass bowl, you know, fish I thought bowl that was cool. And, but, you know, if, if he's like a special effects guy, it makes sense, you know, mm-hmm. he could have hidden projectors and stuff like that. You know, they do it on Scooby-Doo all the time. Or, <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I think, you know, he, he could work. I don't know if he'd be a big enough villain to, you know, sell the movie. Why not? I don't know. And I, I just thought Craven Hunter would be good. Craven would be good. And he's... Because he's, he's believable. Right. Unless he's walking around with, you know, lions by his side or... Like that. But that would be fun, too. He could break into a zoo first. So I, I don't... And I, I don't think the vulture would work. No. He's yeah. ridiculous. You know, if you're going to get John Malkovich... Although he looks a, like the vulture. In a flying harness. Oh, my God. Because I think that's the problem where... Trying to envision someone with making, you know, flying wings that's actually going to work. Because, you know, people don't have hollow bones like birds. You know, so you need something really strong to, <laughs> to fly, to keep to them fly around. Yeah. And then, you know, sometimes they, they'll say, like the vulture, he's got this anti or magnetic, whatever, backpack thing that helps keep yeah, them. Yeah, but, but they also, or, I'm sure they'd probably re- rework the costume so it didn't look like he was half. Like half vulture with like a, a human head, you know what I mean? Because yeah. that was weird. So, uh, so I don't know. I mean, I, I, but I guess a lizard, I don't, I'm not sure if how believable that would be um, a man sized lizard or someone mutating into a lizard, if that's better than like the vulture or. Maybe Mr. it's like a, maybe it's a lizard that is injected with human DNA. But and, and they're saying because all the SWAT people are supposed to be turning into lizards, so somehow whatever this In infestation maybe something I, I don't know lizard infestation. Yeah. Who knows? I I don't know. Me neither. Um, I don't know either. <laughs> what else is there? Uh, there's really not much. So, oh, there, um, there's that that one image that that came out, uh, Cyclops. Oh, that's right. So I can't remember what it's called now. Schism, I think it was. I think that's true. Where, so it it was broken into four parts. Yeah, because so, Marvel's been doing their their like press conferences like all week and you know updating because this is For the year of Emerald, the X Men and this is Emerald City Comic Con. So. I think I don't know if it was actually there or if it was just another one their their really? thing because I didn't even have a chance to look at anything, so I I, I don't know. But so that image, mm-hmm. a bloody visor sliced. I'm excited about that. Claws. You know how much I love Cyclops. I don't mind Cyclops. He, you know, I didn't mind Cyclops like before yeah, he's, he he's turned into a Cyclops. jerk. He he's kind of a jerk now. Why is he a jerk? I think he he's a jerk because he was given full leadership responsibilities. Yeah, but he's always kind of he's 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 always had that for like the longest time because nah, Professor X has disappeared, been he's died, he, he's gone yeah, out in space. Yeah, and Cyclops but, is always kind of there. But before like Professor X was completely out of the picture, Cyclops Cyclops used to be a nicer guy. You don't think so? I don't know. He's he has changed. He, I totally think he's changed. He's definitely gotten cold. Maybe maybe it's maybe it's you know 
Emma Frost. It's their marriage. She's rubbing off on him because she's the ice queen. She's manipulating him. She could be. Because the whole thing, I, th- I think like what, what started some of it was when Cyclops found out that he had his other brother, mm-hmm. um, Gabriel, who became Vulcan, mm-hmm. that back before Giant Size X-Men, when the X-Men were trapped on Krakoa, that, that Professor X had all these other mutants. He had like another team of X-Men because Moira had mutants that she was keeping on. So he like trained them like within like days. They, they were like psychically trained. So it felt like they were trained for like three months, sent them out and they all died. Yeah. And then he just erased the memory. So when Cyclops found out that he had his brother that, he, you know, it turned out wasn't dead, him and Darwin, you know, he got pissed at Professor X, and then that's kind of like why he's like, "Well, you're you're out of here. You know, I don't care if this is your mansion. You're you're not leading the X Men anymore." Yeah. So you think that's what changed him? That that seemed like that that was part of it. And then the, I always thought it was weird. Well, cause, okay, then there's other things. So the Apocalypse, he tried inhabiting. He, Apocalypse needed a new body, and he was going to take Nate Gray, who was Cable from the Age of Apocalypse dimension. Right. And then. Cyclops like pushed him out of the way and he he got infected so he was like merged with Apocalypse and then I believe Cable was the one that was able to separate that so he was kind of tainted a little bit from that and you know he was a little distant from Gene and then they, they started working things out and then he started having his psychic chats with Emma oh that's right started and then, sort of and cheating then, on his wife yeah and then that's what a jerk that's when Gene found out mm-hmm. and then then Gene died shortly after that yeah what a so I I, I, I was I was gonna say I stopped myself. Yeah. So it's like you know, does, did he really cheat or not? Because no, he did. I mean, they never. I don't know if they ever did anything besides telepathically talk. Were I mean, they telepathically flirting, Tony? Because yeah. that counts as cheating. Well, she, I think she was definitely cheating or flirting because there was well, a point where she she puts on like the dark phoenix costume mm-hmm. and she's like, hey, maybe this you like this better and. So I, I don't know what, what extent, but I mean, he it started off where he was talking, like he, for whatever reason, he couldn't talk to Gene, who he had a psychic rapport with, and he was, you know, he knew everything. So it's just... So then, he started going to her for counseling, right? Something like that. She went, right. she probably went, I think she initiated it. Right. So she, she was like, well, let me help you. I can be your, your therapist. therapist. Here's a here's a here's a rule of thumb though. You know, you shouldn't get involved with a therapist you're attracted to. Or that you think some, you know, might have feelings for you. Or don't that way. don't have feelings if your girlfriend, wife, the wife is a telepath. Or don't have feelings if you have a girlfriend. Or a wife. Wife. So and then I, I <laughs> End thought of story. And then I I thought Cyclops was replaced by a scroll. You know, they could still do that story because he's been so different. I mean, look at how, look at how he he acted when Cable died. Well, all, right, even before that, when he said, when he's like, okay, we're gonna have X Force, Wolverine, you guys get to go out and kill people. We're gonna finally do that because he was always like, he always had such a problem with Wolverine because Wolverine would would unleash and kill. He's like, mm-hmm. we don't do that. And then all of a sudden, he's like, okay, we're gonna start doing this. Now. And now he's making X Force behind people's back and then getting the other X Men pretty peed off mm-hmm. right so you know he's he's contradicting himself yeah, it's so true he might be a scroll he's going through something but i don't know what it is. but if he died i wouldn't mind i'd be like all right peace out see ya never yeah so i'm waiting for gene to come back you think that's gonna happen Should they'll be. meet in heaven that's what'll happen <laughs> uh it was um chris yost he said gene gray is alive in my heart ah <laughs> he's funny yeah, but um and then I think it was Greg Pack. He's like, oh, you should have teased it. He, it was on Twitter. He's like, you should have teased that over, like, you know, broke that up and over, like, 24 hours. Yeah, you should have. Like, Jean Grey, Jean, she's alive. And then... Yeah, that would have started something. Yeah. But here's the thing, though. Like, do you think Do you think that if they brought Jean back, do you think that would piss people off? I don't know. I, I think she has enough fans. Um, the, the whole thing is, you know, she dies, she comes back. You know, so people... You know, keep they they have a problem with that, but she's been dead for I don't even know how long now. It's it's been a few years, and I I say bring her back. Really? Sure. I like Jean Grey. I did too. So. But I might like Emma more. I mean, you can bring Jean. You know, she doesn't have to be with Scott. You know, if 
whatever. They've been apart for so long. She could be with Wolverine. Yeah, that would never work. You don't think so? Wolverine, he's just... He, it, he, he's too much of an animal. I guess. He can't settle <laughs> down. But yeah, I don't know. Maybe, you know, hook her up with someone else. Or not. Yeah, she doesn't, well, she doesn't need a man. It's, she don't need no man. It's true. So, yeah, I don't know. It's true. I guess that does it for That's our podcast, huh? Yeah, yeah, just short. So um, if you guys are in... Small stack of comics. Yeah. Just little bits of news. If you guys are in Emerald uh, City Comic Con, let us know. Yeah, don't That's say hi cool. to us because we won't be there. Because we won't be there. You can say um, hi to us. <laughs> you can say hi to us over the never mind. Just, you know, Internet, just, yeah. just spread our name around. Right, just, just be like, hey guys, did you see Tony and Sarah? No. Nope. Have you seen them? No. All right, guys. Like, <laughs> so, uh, thanks for joining us for another comic. Yeah. Oh, by the way, I had promised everybody that James would be here Fire. last week, and he uh, he couldn't make it. Yeah, so came up. Yeah. So he we forgive him. He apologized too, yeah. so he says sorry. And it's good because I haven't finished Starman yet. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for listening to the Comic Prime Podcast. And you can listen to us next week. Hope you enjoyed it. Go read XCOP. Look it up online. Yeah, X- do that. XCOP.com. It's, it's very good. <laughs> bye. All right, bye. Bye.